We believe the answer, the solution, is not to be the same as everyone else. It's to be truly unique, special, and different. Everything that's invented today is copied tomorrow. Solution, be truly unique, special, and different. Everybody's cheap now. And there's always someone a little more hungrier than you if you're going to compete just on price. Solution, be truly unique, special, and different. The peacock can't fly, can't fight, can't climb, but always gets the girl. <laughs> always. Why? Hi, I'm Rene Carrigal. Welcome to the Lead or Be Led podcast, the show that empowers the younger generation to be the leaders of making the world a better place. There are a few things I'd like to convince you of. Number one, your heritage will not be your destiny. What has served you well to get you where you are today will not serve you well going forward. Number two, manage a little less and lead a little more. In times of certainty, management is enough. In times of transformation, we need a little bit more leadership. The future is, everyone can copy your strategy, absolutely no one can copy your culture. Your distinct competitive advantage is your culture that drives strategy, not strategy driving culture. Never underestimate what even the small can achieve. The smallest nation ever to qualify is Iceland. 350,000 people is a population. Nothing that small has gone anywhere near it. But this started two years ago. European football championships, they qualified. The manager is a hairdresser, the goalkeeper is a film producer. How did they do this? They got to the quarterfinal, beat the might of England. Well, here's a clue. When they got back to Reykjavik, the capital of, the, of Iceland, one third of the population came out to greet them. The power of thank you. We did some work with HSBC, 350,000 people work for HSBC globally, the same size as Iceland. The research was called Gratitude. We found the most startling statistic, as managers and executives become more senior, the less they said thank you cost them nothing. They operate in the East and in the West. The two cultures were totally different. We found in the West, people said thank you for tasks performed. In the East, for your values. Think about it for a moment. We've been privileged enough to work with just about every major brand, every industry, private sector, third sector, public sector. The challenges are all the same. There was a time when we used to think that perhaps in the public sector you could be values-led and in the private sector you were performance-driven. Today, no matter what sector, you have to be both values-led and performance-driven. We've been lucky enough to work with some amazing leaders. We've yet to work one, no matter how great they are, we've yet to work with one that's flawless. We've yet to work with one that's an all-rounder. What we see at the very top is these guys, they've got, they have the humility to understand what they're fantastic at, but be brutally honest about what they're not so good at. And there was a time when the boss could call all the shots on everything. 
solve every problem, kick off every initiative. Those days are now long gone. The world is all too complex, all too fast moving, and the markets are far too unforgiving for one person to do that all on their own anymore. When we say leadership, we mean the leadership team. It can no longer be done by one person. But the crux is, it can no longer be 10 people that look like and behave like and think like me. The trick is to know the two or three things you're fantastic at, we call those spikes. And have around you people who complement the things you're not so good at. It may not be possible for the leaders to be so broad, it's still so feasible for the team to be broad. But you've got to get comfortable with that diversity. Having people who do the things that maybe you're not brilliant at. Many say the world is analog and, or digital. I don't buy that. It's not binary. There is old and new, but there's a merging of them. And it can create very exciting propositions. It's not good or bad, it's just different. But we are seeing some big questions being asked of us. Splendid isolation or dynamic engagement from our teams, from our cultures, to our nations. I've yet to see splendid isolation work. The Americans coined the phrase for the times we live in today. VUCA types. Volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. Before 2007, a good enough strategy, good enough management team, good enough culture, was good enough in the world of certainty. In today's world of uncertainty, it's no longer good enough. We need that little bit more leadership, a little more focus on culture. Three huge drivers of change of the moment. A population explosion like we've never seen the likes of before. Scary for some, for others, huge consumer market opportunities. Global power structures. Many long for the days when there was just a Soviet Union and the United States. Who knows what's happening in the Middle East today? Who knows what's happening in the Korean Peninsula? For all that, the biggest driver of change is disruptive innovation. There is not an industry that we can find that isn't suffering from overcapacity. Far too many people racing in the same race, trying to do the same things, spot the difference. We believe the answer, the solution, is not to be the same as everyone else. It's to be truly unique, special, and different. Everything that's invented today is copied tomorrow. Solution, be truly unique, special, and different. Everybody's cheap now. And there's always someone a little more hungrier than you if you're going to compete just on price. Solution, be truly unique, special, and different. The peacock can't fly, can't fight, can't climb but always gets the girl. <laughs> always. Why? Truly unique, special, and different. Everyone in this room is as unique as their fingerprints, and so should your business be. As I said before, everyone can copy your strategy. No one can copy your culture. Hierarchy and control no longer works. Show, not tell. Traditional businesses, forever and a day, is about challenging down and supporting up. Progressive businesses today challenge up, support down.
There was a time, as I said before, the initiatives came from the executive office. Today, they can come from anywhere, and we need them coming from anywhere. We need that dialogue. The best communicators are the best listeners. M&A is one way. Collaboration is another. When we see failure, we see a competitive self-interest at the top of the organization, a lack of a fully shared purpose, those who can't escape the pull of the past, and those who care much more about who's right than what's right. All in all, a shortage of trust. This is the leadership challenge. Take them for dinner. Take them for a beer. Not once, not twice, three times, four times. Understand what they stand for. Will there be fit? Do the values match? We'll do strategy in a moment, but is there a values match? If the culture doesn't fit, you may well break your organization. We've seen this movie before. All consumers live and behave and think and feel differently today. But not everyone's getting it. There was a time when one size fits everyone. Today, one size fits no one. The fabulous beat about having your data, Renee shared with us, data is magic. Data informs. Data leads. There was a time before 2007 when the data gave us 100% of the answer. Even the best data in the world today only gives us 70%. The world is moving so fast. Today's pristine strategies, to, strategies tomorrow's obsolescence. How do you keep up? The 70% that the data gives us leaves a 30% gap which we call judgment, experience, intuition. Wrap that up, leadership. But it's not just one person anymore. Let's talk a little bit about disruptive innovation. Many of the American tech companies release their new online offerings into the UK, let's be specific, into London. The hotbed of online activity. From my house, I have the most expensive daughter in the Northern Hemisphere. And I can't remember the last time I've walked into a shop. Five, six years. Supermarket, maybe 10 years. Everything gets delivered. And we've seen from the results over the heavy-duty trading period over Christmas in the UK, it became abundantly clear. Those retailers, without a proper online offering, failed miserably. If they're a little bit behind before, we'll do it secondary on, they're gone. We've seen some really interesting stuff. Morrison's, the fifth largest supermarket in the UK, was way behind online. They came out near the top over Christmas. Why? They didn't feel they had the DNA or the culture to build that online offering in-house. They partnered with one, the second largest online food retailer, Ocado. They've blasted themselves up to number one. This is just a truism. We've been talking about it for ages, but now in the UK, if you're not online, you're a retailer, you're officially dead. Every one of these was absolutely number one in their served markets. Every single one of these knew exactly who their customers were, where they delivered, what they bought, how they used, they had everything. It wasn't strategy that let them down. Every one of these was absolutely number one in their served markets. It's not strategy that's stalling them. Every one of these have tasted failure. Most have had a near-death experience. 
Maybe that's why they focus on culture today. I say it yet again, culture is more powerful than strategy. Three men working on a building site in the burning sun. It's the toughest job you've ever seen. They're breaking rocks and they're dripping with sweat. The journalist comes to the first one and says, why do you do this job? I've got a wife and three kids to feed. I took the first job I could get. Goes to the second one, why do you do this job? I haven't worked for three years. I took the first job I could get. Goes to the third one, why do you do this job? Leans on his shovel, wipes his brow, and with a look of pride says, I'm helping to build a cathedral. I'm helping to build a cathedral. This is vision, not strategy. This is vision. Something to belong to and someone to believe in. And in the most progressive organizations, the role of the executive team, especially the boss, every single day infuse every single employee with the cathedral. It's why they will give you that extra mile. It's why they come in a little earlier, stay a little later. No matter how repetitive, boring, dull, or maybe inconsequential their role may appear, everybody needs something to believe in. The role of the boss, chief communications officer. Every single opportunity to repeat the story of the cathedral that gets everyone racing around the common purpose. And when we look at changing culture, transforming a culture today, we'd perhaps encourage you to look at some slightly different things. Hiring for skills, overrated. Really overrated. Right skills, difficult personality, can't work with anyone, lone wolf. If you have a skills shortfall and the right attitude, you can train the skills. You've got an attitude shortfall, you're in a tough place. Provide something to belong to, the cathedral. Acknowledge efforts and wins, Iceland. Nothing is never achieved without enthusiasm and passion, Iceland. Circumstances change, values don't, Ralph. Finish beats perfect, business 2025. Trust your people, Matt Barrett. When I say culture, I mean the way we get things done around here, unique to everyone, every organization in this room. All the ingredients you put together means a cake is gonna be baked differently. But that's your tangible competitive advantage. 80% of organizations do nothing to craft their culture. Why? Another definition might be, culture is what happens when the CEO leaves the room. <laughs> when I say management, I mean strategy, plans, tasks, balance, scorecard, KPIs. All the things if you didn't do, you'd go to business tomorrow. But I lecture at CAS Business School on the MSC in management. One size fits everyone. Everyone in this room leads teams who, with fantastic managers. If you didn't, you would go out of business. But everyone does that. There's no competitive advantage there. We call it the hardware. In times of transformation, your competitive advantage comes from leadership. Vision, people, teams, culture. Vision, people, teams, culture. Management, IQ, leadership, EQ. This is a soft, we call it software. It makes the essential difference. And our definition. Leadership is not management. 
It's how you energize your people towards your vision. Not tell, energize. And here's why we obsess about it. Leadership is the art of accomplishing more than the science of management says is possible. When they say it can't be done, get the leaders in. Simple. After 10 years at Marks and Spencer, I joined the board of, board of Pepsi, purchased New York. Only non-Americans. In those dark days, it was seven men, and I was the one non-American, the Brit. This was April 1992 BG, before Google. <laughs> and before Google is important to this story, because my very first day was a board meeting. In walks the chief executive, Larry. Larry walks in, he says, gentlemen, let me introduce you to our new board director, Rene Carriol. Let me tell you a little bit about Rene. He had no notes, he had no Google. Rene's parents came from Gambia to the UK in the early 1960s. I nearly fell over. I'd never written that anywhere. I didn't think it would serve me well. It was on a CV, it wasn't on an application form. He just had me from the off. He then talked through the schools I went to, from the infant, the primary, the high. No notes, no Google. He talked through my degree at university. I did nine roles in 10 years at Marks and Spencer. He nailed them chronologically. No notes, no Google. Guess how he was making me feel? This was not management. This wasn't comms from the HR function or into, this was leadership. It probably lasted no more than three to four minutes. Wrong, it's lasted me a lifetime. I still work for Larry. What do you do for new joiners? How far do you go out of your way? This is not management. This is leadership. And I still to this day honestly do not know how Larry gathered that information, how long it took him to memorize it, but I know for the three and a half years I worked there, whatever Larry wanted, I was first in the queue to do it for him. Which leads me to talk about the book Spike. Spike is very simple. We learned very simply that everyone, everyone has a standout strength. But our whole society from education to business, organizational practice is obsessed with the things you're not so good at. <clears throat> with probably that mindset that everyone can be brilliant at everything, complete nonsense. Every performance appraisal is more obsessed with what you're not so good at, your limitations, than your strengths. Let's just turn the world upside down. Free copy for all of you here. I'm looking for a bunch of acolytes and apostles and supporters. You don't need to change anything else but your mindset. Catch everyone doing things right. Change the performance of your organization overnight. Instead of working on your weaknesses, surround yourself with people who compensate for the things you're not so good at. Sports teams have been doing this forever. Simple, straightforward magic, even if I say so myself. So what gets you up in the morning? Fear of failure or desire for success. Two completely different energies. Leaders ensure you're infused with that energy, that belief, the cathedral, catching doing things right, that gets you fired up in the morning. 
and nothing does it better than when you're playing to your spikes. That simple, simple spike vir virtuous circle. The things I tend to enjoy, the things I tend to do well, the things I tend to do well, the things I tend to enjoy. Do a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. Imagine waking up every day just to do the things you're brilliant at. Can you imagine? When it comes to leadership, one size fits no one. Every one of you will do leadership differently based on your spikes, and that's okay. When it comes to management, management hasn't changed since 1899. It's still management 1.0. One size fits everyone. Unleash the leaders inside your organizations. Forget job titles, forget status, forget hierarchy. Look for those who can influence and persuade. This is vital because the organizations with the most leaders wins. And if you ask me today, I'd say, look at Google. Every single person has people reporting to them is trained to be a coach. Why? They're coaching culture, the way we get things done around here. Good leaders create followers, great leaders create leaders. The winners have the most leaders. Every now and again, you get the moment where it just plays to your spikes. The things you're born to be brilliant at, that's your job title, that's your role, and every day is a blessing. So, let's go in the other direction, low tech. I heard about this amazing culture called this organization called Jaipur Foot. Low tech charity, India, in the wonderful pink city of Jaipur in Rajasthan, they said they were doing things in collaboration, culture, leadership, you've never seen the likes of before, I had to go. I get that these pictures are taken on my iPhone. They've, they've given 1.8 prosthetic limbs, the artificial limbs, for charity, for free, to, and the average customer is a young man of 25 years old. The only people mad enough to try and cross, cross the eight-lane highways, and when they get hit, when the emergency services arrive, it's an on-the-spot amputation. The promise is within 24 hours, you'll leave with an artificial limb. We arrived in the morning, we followed this guy around, he's having two artificial legs. Go from department to department, it's all handcrafted. Three eight-hour shifts, the team's change. But as the patient comes in, it fires up the team. There's a syncopation between them. You see the person you're trying to help, you work even harder. This was all low-tech, no algorithms. There was no, this was just... Great people, great culture, great purpose, the cathedral. We stayed for 24 hours and watched I've never felt anything like it. This was leadership, this was culture. It's not about millions of dollars of investment. It's creating an environment where people believe, where every day they know they're making a tangible difference. The leader is visible and catching people doing things right and telling the stories that keep them going. So I'm going to close off now with 10 tips that I believe you can take back to your place of work and start the leadership revolution, the strength-based revolution. Number one, lead by example. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Number two, on a transformative journey, there is no room for cynics. You've got to be in the tent. You need a band of believers, not a bunch of cynics. Remove the cynics, things move faster. 90% was shared in the Management meeting is not secret. The more you share, the more people feel trusted, the more they give you, the more they go the extra mile. The four most powerful words on our transformative journey. What do you think? What do you think?
If any of these topics resonated with you and you'd like to explore further, do get in contact by emailing info at cariel.com.